You're listening to Divine Downloads, a fifth dimensional resource and podcast for those who feel called to help create the new earth. With me, your host, Angel Quintana, where we'll explore topics to help expand your consciousness, assist in your ascension, and elevate the way you navigate through your life path. I'll share with you my musings with the Akashic Records, my intuitive hits, and information shared by my guides. Let's begin. Hello, everyone. Welcome to part two in creating the new earth. I'm so excited for this class. I have so many downloads to share with you guys. So let me go ahead and get my presentation up, but I would just want to go ahead and give you guys a warm welcome. This is your first time to one of my classes. Um, a big warm welcome to you. My name is Angel. I'm going to be your teacher today, and uh, we're going to be getting into some really interesting stories, interesting concepts that you maybe have never heard of before. Maybe you have, um, but you're basically being called to be a pioneer of the new earth. You wouldn't be watching this presentation if you didn't feel somewhat called to step into a bigger role. So if you haven't had a chance to check out part one of this training, I encourage you to go back to part one, which is available on my blog, it's on YouTube, and it's on my podcast. All right, so let's go ahead and get into today's lesson, and we will get going. All right. Let's go ahead and share my screen. All right, you guys. So part two. Okay. So divine downloads is the name of my podcast. It is available on iTunes and Spotify. So if you haven't subscribed yet, do check that out. Uh, but this is basically what this course is covering. So I've already covered some of this. Um, I covered what is the new earth and why is it being created in part one. Today, we're going to be going into who will be affected during the transition. And what is this integration process? Part three is going to be how to break down old paradigms from the old earth to uncover its lessons. So stay tuned for part three. Part four is going to be the fundamentals of understanding the fourth, excuse me, the third, fourth, and fifth dimensional consciousnesses. So this is key because if you've been hearing these uh, terms thrown around, I have an interesting uh, perspective on them. So I hope that you'll join me for part four, uh, how the new earth will shape a new society and raise the consciousness of the planet. So you could probably already guess we are going to be talking about your role. Uh, then part uh, six, understanding your part in the creation of the new earth and how to get started why your contribution is vital and sacred right now. Again, you are being called. And then we're going to be talking about life path astrology in the final class, um, which has to do with creating the new earth. So this is really about learning your soul's brilliance and then getting out there and being of service. So if you guys are brand new to me, my name is Angel. As I mentioned, I'm the founder of Holistic Fashionista, which is a community-based platform for those who feel called to help create the new earth. Uh, I have been practicing astrology since I was 14 years old. You can do the math there. Um, I'm creator of the Life Path Astrology Methodology, which we will be talking about in part eight, and a 5D activist helping others to discover their soul's brilliance and serve mankind. Uh, we will be talking about spirit guides today. So I do have a spirit guide, uh, one of which is Count Saint Germain. 
um, would not even be where I am in my evolution of my consciousness without this amazing alchemist. <clears throat> I also have a special connection with the age of Aquarius, which I talked about in part one. And I have a love for plants and tarot. Um, all of those things will start to come into play further in the presentation. But just know that I am a star seed. I am a twin flame. I have been brought to this, um, this earth to serve humanity. And today we're really going to be getting into some mystical uh, stories that you may have not heard before of just really my theory of what are we even doing here? So I just want to stop here for a second. When I was nine years old, I was doing cartwheels on my front lawn. I had a grassy front lawn. I was living in Encinitas, California, which is North County, San Diego. And I kept doing cartwheels and cartwheels and cartwheels and asking myself, why are we here? Why are we here? What is the point of this? Why? What's the point of all of this? And I feel like it was one of those subjects that nobody was talking about. I mean, granted, I'm nine. So maybe people just didn't think that a nine-year-old would be thinking such things. But I couldn't get that question out of my life, uh, out of my mind. And that really led me on this quest of astrology soon thereafter, reading tons of books. Um, I've been an introvert my whole life, um, just really booked to the nose to the books all the time. And so it wasn't until probably, wow, maybe my early 40s, I'm in my mid 40s now, where I really started to unravel the concept of why we are here. And we are going to be talking about that today. All right, so let's go back here. So um, I'm really here to share the, my divine downloads, which is really what you're getting in this class, in this course, okay? And I want to encourage you guys to explore your own divinity, your own thought process, be your own individual, and become powerful, self-realized new earth leaders of tomorrow. Okay, so this is what we're talking about today. Who will be affected during the transition and this integration process? Now, remember, in part one, we talked about transitioning out of the age of Pisces and into the age of Aquarius. So guess what? There's going to be some wonkiness, okay? There's going to be some periods where we don't understand why things are happening the way that they're happening. In fact, you're going to hear a lot of people, if you haven't already, saying nothing's happening. Everything seems to just be going to crap, and what are we going to do about it? And I have to say, one of the one of the things to keep in mind here is your role. Remember in part one, we talked about the hierarchy and it's not that anybody is above anybody, but everybody has a job. So we have to make sure to stay in our lane, so to speak. So I wanna just re remind you that you have a very important role here, but we're gonna be affected. You know, anytime there is a new transition that means there is going to be an integration process, right? You can't go through a transition without shedding a skin. You know, I'm going to refer to this as, you know, the phoenix rising from the ashes. It's just part of a cycle. And when we look at astrology, just for this example, you're going to see that the cycles of the zodiac are also part of a transition. They're also part of the integration process. Because like anything, everything comes full circle. Everything that comes up must come down, must come up, must come down. And I'm sure if you guys have ever 
watch Missing Links with Greg Braden. I am a huge Greg Braden fan, but in episode one of his Missing Links um, presentation that he does on Gaia TV, he talks about climate change. And a lot of people are out there saying that climate change is real, but if you actually go back for far enough in time, like 100,000 years, you're gonna see that the climate was the same. So everything has a cycle. It's just about how long is each cycle? So how long will we remain in this transition period? And as I mentioned in part one, it's going to be a hundred year flux. We are 70 years into this transition. All right, so let's go ahead. So today we're gonna to be talking about the unhealed will experience more suffering, okay? So let's talk about that. When we are going through a transition, we're gonna see a lot of people freak out because a lot of people have not adapted to the concept of change. And the only constant that we have is change. So anybody that holds on too tight, anybody that has control issues, if you will, they're going to be very affected. So this is where we come to talk about the ego. And if we do not heal ourselves, the ego is going to step in and try to take control. And you guys have probably seen it all over the internet in your friends and family's conversations where people are polarized. And this is really just an indication of where they are hanging on too tight, where they are giving their ego front and center. So the unhealed during this transition are going to experience even more suffering. And that's where you're gonna to start to see division. It's just a natural part of transition when you're dealing with a population of what, 7 billion people, that there's going to be people that have not done the work. They have not looked inside of themselves. Young calls this the, um, the unintegrated shadow. Okay, so if you have studied Carl Jung, you know what I'm talking about here. Think about the World Wide Web right now. Just think about that word alone. It's a web. What happens in a web? Uh, you get stuck in a web. So a lot of people who have been using the internet, the World Wide Web, as a place to connect, as a place to share, as a place to be noticed, as a place to find information, they have now been caught in the web. And the longer that we stay in that cycle of being in the web, meaning we are addicted to the scroll, we're always online, we're addicted to our uh, digital devices. Well, what's happening is part of our psychology is not being fully integrated. In this place, it's called the shadow, the unintegrated shadow, where we're going to start to get triggered by the information by the connections that are sharing information, things that have not been integrated, meaning the shadow has not been nourished. Everybody has a shadow. In fact, we have multiple shadows because we have all of the planets inside of us, which I will talk about when we get to uh, the astrology section, which will be uh, part number eight. But we have many shadows. And so if we don't look at our shadows, we are going to experience 
more suffering. Okay, and this is going to be very important when I share with you my theory about why we're really here. And yes, we came down here as souls to evolve. But a lot of people have taken that incarnation and haven't been doing the work. They have forgotten why they are here. All right. So we're here to learn how to expand our relationship with ourselves, discover our spirit guides, uncover our shadow sides, remove blocks. And that's generally going to lead us into the unknown, into these hidden secrets, if you will, of the universe. So I want to make sure that you guys, for this presentation, that you have a pen and notebook, because we're going to be covering all of this today, okay? The unhealed are experiencing more suffering. I just talked about that. New communities are going to be created. We're going to go through a period of deep shadow work. You could probably guess that us being confined to our homes and wearing masks has probably brought up a lot of shadows. Finding our voice and the popularization of mystical and occult teachings, which I'm gonna go into today. All right, so make sure you've got your notebook and pen and let's go ahead and get into this. So as I've already mentioned, the unhealed are going to experience more suffering. Okay, so here's my story. I want you to imagine for a moment that just as you and I have a purpose, which is to be of service and to figure out what that service is, every planet in our solar system and every solar system that exists also has a service, okay? Stay with me. If every planet has a service, then what is the service that planet Earth is giving to the rest of the solar system, to the galaxy, to the universe? Because as above, so below, right? Hermetic principle, law of correspondence. Everything that's happening within us is also happening out there. So we are in this example, we are the micro and planet Earth is the macro. But whatever's going on with us is also going on with her. So let's get back to her service. Imagine for a moment that Mother Gaia decided that she was going to allow her form, right? Her body, her ocean, her rocks, her trees, everything that she is, she was going to almost donate, right? Her service is donating her body of land to the souls that came here to incarnate in order for them to evolve. Take that in for a second. Think about what that's saying. Mother Earth, her service is to let us come here and work out our stuff and look at what we've done to her body, to her body. Look at the ocean, look at the pollution, look at the chemtrails, look at the hate, look at how we treat each other. Look at the resources, 
Look at everything that we have done to her body. When all she did was get was to allow us to incarnate here to work out our stuff. That was her service. Okay, are you with me? So I'm going to get a little historical here. Remember how I said in part one that the age of Pisces, the end of it, started around 1950. Okay, remember it was a 100-year transition that we're in right now. We're like 70 years into this transition into the age of, of uh, Aquarius. Well, I want to take you back in history. I want you to think about the bombing that happened with World War II in Japan. Big bomb. That was around like mid-1940s, something around that. Well, I want you to imagine for a moment that that was a signal. It was a signal that was so massive that it caught the attention of other planetary beings. So kind of like, think about, okay, think about it this way. Imagine that there is a big fire that happened in the hills of San Diego. And you start, and you live maybe in the, you know, inland of San Diego, and you could smell the fire. And you're like, what's going on here? Why does it smell like fire? So then you turn on your television or you go outside and you can, and you can see the fire. Well, on a micro level, that's the example that I'm giving with that bomb in Japan. It alerted the neighbors, if you will, because it was that massive. And so let's continue with the story. So if our planet had this big catastrophe and these other beings felt it on these other planets and these other galaxies, and they realized that she needed help. Mother Gaia her, and her service that she allowed us all to come here is now needs somebody to step in. It's kind of like the firemen needed to step in and go put out the fire in the hills of San Diego, right? Somebody had to step in. There was help. So why can't that be true when we're thinking about a planet? Why can't it be true that someone else, like a fireman, right, came in and said, what's going on here? Oh, my gosh, this is a catastrophe. We got to clean this up. Okay, so stay with me. Once that alert happened, it created a big stir in the cosmos. Okay. Now, I thought about talking about UFOs here, maybe. I wasn't sure if I was going to go there, so let me see if it makes sense to bring this up. But I want you to be introduced to a term called the Galactic Federation of Light. And some of you guys have heard this. I know a lot of you guys are in my crew and part of my club and all of that. But if you've heard of the Galactic Federation of Light, basically, it's these extraterrestrials, these light beings, these other humanoids, if you will, 
that got together and said, you know what, we need to step in because Mother Gaia is going down. It's not good there. It's burning in flames, so to speak, as a metaphor. And so together as a societies, multiple societies from different whatever planets, motherships, whatever you want to call it, they are coming in and basically saying, we got to do something about this. So these are higher vibrational beings, if you will, that are from other planets, galaxies, and they basically come together in community and said, look, we need to step in. This is like, this has gone too far because I want to take it now to another macro level. Imagine for a moment that when, okay, if you're going to be of service, that means that you're here to raise your vibration, right? To be of service means that you are in that Aquarian energy. You are here in a humanitarian nature. Well, Mother Guy was in the same boat. She was in the same boat. She was like, I want to raise my vibration. I want to get to the next level in my consciousness. Uh, you know, Gaia is the name of planet Earth's consciousness. So her giving this service, allowing us to incarnate down on this planet was her way of saying, look, I want to raise my vibration. I want to get to the next level. I want to get to the fifth dimension. Okay, we're going to talk about that, not in this class, but in, I think it's class number four. So going back, and I'm going to bring this full circle. Let me just make sure I go through my bullet points here. Okay, we're on the new communities. Okay, so these communities, like the Galactic Federation of Light, are a, a several communities that came together that said, look, shit ain't good down there. It's not good. We got to step in, right? And they have a higher vibration. So it's, remember how I said in the beginning of part one, we have our job on our micro level to be of service to others. And then the hierarchy, the next level, which we can call the Galactic Federation of Light, they have their service. They have their duty. They have the thing that they're here to do. We got to let them go do it, right? In that astral realm or whatever, okay? So the Galactic Federation of Light is, I don't want to say coming to save us, but they're coming to be of service because they are here to support not just us. They're here to support Earth. They want to help her get to the fifth dimension, which was initially her whole goal of being of service, right? So think about that. How discouraging would it be if you had a, if you decided to raise your vibe, you decided I'm going to be of service. I'm going to raise my consciousness. And so you went out and did this and then like destruction, like went cut loose, right? You'd be like, oh no, right? But remember, there is a transition period and an integration period for every being, okay? And I'm calling earth a being. Mother earth is going through a transition right along with us from a macro level, right? She's going through a transition. That means that she's got to integrate. We're going through a transition. We have to integrate. The Galactic Federation of Light is integrating as well. So we're all have our job 
in this big cosmos. So this is where the communities that are going to be created. One, the first community, to my knowledge, is the Galactic Federation of Light. That new community of all of these different communities coming together and said, okay, I want to step in. I want to help her transition and integrate into that higher density. Okay, so I want you to think about in your life, think about the communities that you belong to. Think about the community that you want to create. Think about the communities that are not serving your highest good or maybe are not serving the highest good of the planet, of the country, of the continent, you know, and so so on. So community is going to be a primary, it's going to be one of the pillars of the new age, okay? So community is how we're going to start transitioning into this higher vibration. During this transition, we're going to go through a period of deep shadow work. Now, I have a feeling a lot of people are there now just because I have a lot of clients and I hear their pain all the time. They're very affected um, energetically, emotionally of what has transpired on this planet and it's, and it's gotten out of hand. And so this is a period of us, remember, shedding that old skin. And that means that we have to look at not just one shadow, but all of our shadows. And those shadows are planetary. So I, am, I do have a class called the Tree of Life. It is in one of my memberships called the Ceremonial Alchemy Library, where I talk about the Tree of Life as it pertains to the planets. And each planet has a force and a formation, a masculine and a feminine, right? They're shadows that come with all of the planets. Remember the planets, we have our own tree of life, just like the plant, the solar system has its own tree of life, just like organizations have their own tree of life, right? Sacred geometry has a tree of life. So remember everything is as above, so below, as micro, as macro, okay? There's always going to be this, the, the parallel between the two. So shadow work, if you're feeling very um, fragile, sensitive, um, affected, um, not grounded, scared, um, judgmental, um, maybe even have some hate in your heart, those are unintegrated shadows. Remember, we talked about Carl Jung. And the unintegrated shadow is easily stagnant and unable to come out of that energy if it is not looked at. And remember, the, one of the main ways that people remain in unintegrated shadows is they spend a lot of time stuck in a web, okay? I.e. the World Wide Web. So it's very important that as we transition and integrate, that we start to be very mindful of information we are consuming, where we spend our time, who we spend our time with, our environment, right? 
Because if everything is already chaotic out there and we don't have control of what's going on out there, because again, that's not our job. Our job is to be of service to the people we're here to be of service to and to take care of ourselves. The best that we can do to help Mother Gaia ascend to the fifth dimension and become Gaia, right? To become her consciousness, which is what she wanted, is for us to play a role in our own ascension, okay? So if we think about everything as a larger organism, so here's planet Earth, we're like teeny, teeny, tiny, right? You're here and I'm over here and we're all over here, right? We're all cells in this larger organism, okay? Now, we're somewhat fortunate that we kind of know what Mother Gaia looks like, right? We've seen pictures of the landscapes. We've gone on road trips. We've flown on a plane. Like we kind of get what she looks like. I want to compare this to the cells in your body. Imagine for a minute that you are a cell in your liver. Just, okay, try to imagine, okay? Do you think that you would know what you look like in the organism? Do you think that that cell, you, in the liver knows what you, your name, your, your being, do you think that it knows what you look like? Probably not. Probably not. So on some level, we are even more emotionally attached to our surroundings because we can see Mother Gaia. So we can feel very connected to her because we can see her mountains and her oceans and her rocks and the minerals and the crystals. We can see it all. But a, but a cell and a liver, all it really knows is, I don't feel good. Why do you keep drinking alcohol? You know what I mean? It's like, uh, I feel nauseous. I think I'm going to die. You know what I mean? Like it's all it's trying to do is survive and trying to extract the nutrients and the minerals and the amino acids and the water and all the stuff in order to repair itself. So on some level, we are a little bit more in an advantage that we have created um, an emotional connection with our surroundings. Now, obviously, people that are abusing, you know, the, the planet are not having a sacred connection with her. But I believe that the first step to really diving into shadow work is really recognizing how we are hurting her when we hurt ourselves, when we project onto others, when we abuse our bodies, when we talk bad or gossip about other people, right? Those are all vibrations and we are a, that cell that is vibrating. So in order to help her ascend, we actually have to stop doing all those nasty things. And the only way to stop doing those, you know, unhealthy behaviors is to look at what triggers us, right? 
why do we get mad when somebody leaves our friend group or, you know, doesn't call us back? Why do we get mad when somebody doesn't agree with us politically? Why do we get mad when, you know, you know, the toilet paper runs out? Like, it's just silly things, but like we get mad about like all of these things. And all, all I'm asking in this period of integrating the shadow is that you just ask yourself, why? Why is this bothering me so much? Because if you just start there, and a lot of people are trying to do something to make it go away, you know, oh, I'm just going to exercise more. Oh, I'm just going to not call her back. I'm just, you know, it's like, but that's suppressing the shadow. And anytime you suppress a shadow, guess what happens? It's still going to show up, but it's going to show up as inflammation. It's going to show up with bad skin. It's going to show up in, you know, bad attitudes. Okay, it's going to show up somewhere. There's no way to escape the shadow. So in this integration process, we must go through the shadow work. All right. Finding your voice. Finding your voice is possible once you start to strip away the masks, the veil, the fog, and you get out of the web, okay? A lot of people think that they have found their voice, but what they've actually found is an echo. They have found somebody else's voice and said, that sounds great. I'm going to adopt it as mine. And I think that's fair as far as a beginning point. But there comes a time in our ascension where we really have to learn how to hear our own voice. You know, a lot of times I will tell my clients, just for 30 days, I want you to unsubscribe from all newsletters. I want you to take in less information. And I want you to just try to hear your own inner guidance system. And, and a lot of people, they're like, oh, I can't meditate. I can't sit still that long. I'm not even saying meditate. I'm saying to re drastically reduce the amount of content and information you are consuming. Just reduce it, okay? This means if you're binging Netflix shows, watching a bunch of movies, even if you're watching a bunch of documentaries which are completely educational and amazing or you're reading a bunch of books, I get what you're saying. There's positives in all of those things. But when until you have found your voice, you can't authentically go out there and be of service to the caliber that you came here to be. Okay, so even though you're here consuming my information, my content, it's only to inspire you now to go face that. Why is that bothering me? Right? Go think about, hmm, why are we here? And come up with your own version. I'm not asking you to believe as I believe. I'm not asking you to believe that all the planets are inside of you and, you know, Mother Gaia and there's ETs like coming in. I'm, those are, these are my perceptions based on others that I kind of finagled and said, this feels like 
you know, this part kind of sounds cool to me, but there's this other part of me that it doesn't fulfill. And this is where I want to tell you guys another story. I had this download, oh my gosh, last night. And I actually wasn't going to bring this into the presentation today, but the next topic, I'm just going to share this screen because it's our last topic that we're going to talk about today is popularization of mystical and occult teachings. Okay, so let me just talk about what that means. And then I'm going to tell you guys my, my download, okay? So mystical teachings, what is mystical teachings? What are occult teachings? It's generally information that hasn't been popularized. And in this case, because we are transitioning out of the age of Pisces, which is, remember, it was all about monotheism, right? The age of... Um, of Jesus and one God and all this other stuff, right? Well, now that we're integrating all different kinds of cultures, all different kinds of prospects, you know, even when I was studying the tree of life, I'm like every, you know, ethnicity group, every culture has a different version of the tree of life, but it all has a red thread, right? They all kind of like, there's like a, a commonality to all of them. And so I feel like these mystical or occult teachings are being popularized during this time because people are looking for to, to become their own magician, to become their own alchemist. You know, and I think the word alchemy, you know, people think about turning lead into gold, but really it's about the transformation of dark into light, right? Taking something that's like, eh, and like making it something great right? Turning it, manifested into the desired outcome, right? Being a magician. I think people are starting to wake up to, I am part of God. I, I do have these magical, um, you know, uh, magical, what's the word I'm thinking here? Magical um, tendencies, magical gifts, right? And some of them, who have really dived into magic and alchemy and mystics, mystical teachings and occult, that's when certain doors, at least it worked for me, when I started to hear my spirit guides, right? And I wasn't, I was meditating a lot. I will say that I was meditating like a good two hours a day. I know that sounds crazy to some people, but I was also going through a healing journey. So I had, I was trying to, I was trying anything to heal. But once I opened up Pandora's box, so to speak, right, these hidden, hidden secrets within myself, I not only could hear my voice, but I could hear my guides, right? In this case, Saint Germain, who I didn't even, I didn't even know who that was, you know, I was like, well, what, why does this person keep showing up? And I had to do some research on it. And then my dreams started to tell me stories. So again, these will be other classes that I will share with you guys in the podcast to come and things like that. But my purpose for sharing this is that as we allow ourselves to open that door, and it doesn't have to be scary. Remember, things that have been tainted taboo, imagine that they were tainted taboo so that you wouldn't look there, so that you wouldn't find your own gift. What if the reason why occult teachings and the Kabbalah and all of these things that have gotten these, you know, weird vibes around them. What if it was to deter you from finding the light within, from turning 
your shadow into light, to turn to finding the, the greatness within you. Because I have found through my own experience that the more I dived into the mystical, the occult, the hidden knowledge, ancient knowledge, I started to not only hear my own voice, hear the voice of my spirit guides who were just leading me, okay? They were leading me closer to my truth, closer to, you know, where I was always supposed to go in this lifetime as a soul. So I wanted to share with you guys a download that I got last night. And I'm sorry, I know we're a little bit over today, but I was thinking about... Okay, and I didn't know what, what to, if to call them great talents or great minds or influencers or celebrities. I don't know what the overarching word is going to be. But there is a lot of amazing talent in this world, in this realm. Amazing talents, amazing great philosophers, thinkers, authors, directors, people with very specific points of view. People that I'm literally like, I'll listen and I'll be like, wow, this is, this is blowing my mind. And we are going to talk about astrology in the, in the coming classes, but I am one of those people that when somebody opens up a, a door, a doorway inside of me through these, you know, great thinkers, if you will, I'll always go and try to find when they were born. It's just, it's just a habit I have. I'm like, oh, you know, like I remember I was listening to um, uh, Brene Brown. She had a, you know, a thing on Netflix. I think it was about courage or something. Uh, and I was like, this woman, she has to be a Scorpio. Like this woman, she digging, 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 digging. So sure enough, I went and looked her up and she was indeed a Scorpio. And I was like, oh, so I, I started playing this little game with myself. So I started listening. I think I was listening to like Alan Watts. And I was like, oh, this guy's got to be a Sagittarius. Sure enough, totally a Sagittarius. I'm like, wait, this is crazy. And so I started just, you know, even though you're not just your sun sign, you have all of these planets inside of you, all of the zodiacs are somewhere living in your tree of life. Uh, I started to realize that I wanted to know, the reason I wanted to know their sign is that I just really wanted to know more about them. Even though their message and their great thinking was so amazing and has had opened up portals within myself, I am one of those people that I am looking for congruency. Okay. And so this was my download last night. When I want things to be congruent, and it's probably because I am such a hermetic principle, you know, lover of learning all of the seven hermetic principles. All of those teachings have just touched and changed my life. Now, remember, the first thing I talked about in this second part of this class was as above, so below. So then I started thinking, well, okay, this is a really great philosopher. This is a really great author. This is a really great talent, okay? So then I kind of like snooped around their wiki page and just kind of like read some comments on their you know, their book reviews on Amazon, just started like just gathering data and found that, you know, even though they would have five star reviews, you know, I just have this thing where I'm always reading comments, in, you know, below YouTube videos on reviews on books and just I'm always reading reviews just I don't know, it's like a weird thing I have. 
And so I'll find out information, you know, like, was this person married? Was this person divorced? Like, how did they treat people outside of their work? And now, of course, everybody has an opinion, okay? And I'm not basing my truth about them based on somebody's comment. But it got me to think about congruency, okay? Now, I'm not going to go and name names about what I've discovered about some of these great talents, but a lot of them do not have congruency in the assessment that I have looked at. And so that got me thinking about these new age leaders, right? The new earth leaders of tomorrow, the people that I work with every single day to help build this beautiful new earth here on Mother Gaia. And I require congruency. That means that you can have an amazing voice. You can have the most incredible thought process and a way to articulate that thought process that really grabs people and touches them and changes their life. But if the way you live your life outside of that voice is not in congruency to that message, you've lost me. And so part of my reason for not only putting together this class, but my mission and who I'm here to serve is I want to make sure that your actions and the way that you live your life is incongruent to the great message and the great service that you're here to live. And so with that, it's always going to start with you. It doesn't matter anymore how great of a download you get from your spirit guides. It doesn't matter how genius that thought process you had that made you write that book. If you're on the other side of those words, living in dishonesty, right? Treating people poorly, infidelity, whatever it is, then to me, you've lost credibility. And so I really want to remain in my own truth, living an honest, spiritually driven life where it is always congruent. It means that if I share it with you, it's because I'm practicing that life behind closed doors. So I'm going to leave you guys with that. Um, I hope that if this class has touched you in some way that you will leave a comment, maybe a five-star review on my podcast, or you will at least just share the replay with a friend. Um, if you do feel called to be of service, to live that congruent life, to discover your voice and are ready to dive into your shadows, I hope that you'll become a member of the Holistic Fashionista Club. And I'm going to leave you with this URL. There is a VIP list that you can add yourself to where I will be giving you an awesome promo if you'd like to at least try the club out. It usually takes about 24 hours to get the promo. But if you go to holisticfashionista.com forward slash the dash club, you can add yourself to the VIP list. Otherwise, I hope you will join me next week in part three as we continue together to create the new earth. I'm gonna leave it there. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in to Divine Downloads. 
If you gained insights from this episode, I sure hope that you'll leave me a five-star review and comment. If you are looking for an extended version of a tarot reading or a mentioned course or upcoming event, you can visit holisticfashionista.com forward slash community for more information. To learn more about Holistic Fashionista and how we can assist you and your soul's brilliance, please find me on Instagram at Holistic Fashionista. Until next time, have a great day and stay sacred.